Hello everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the beautiful Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast anytime, feel free to come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And for more details, you can visit our website, which is www.refinerylife.org. We hope you enjoy this message and that you really get a touch from God today. The Old Testament prophets were spokesmen for their generation, more than what they were for the future. They were the proclaimers of the timeless truths about God, humankind, and critical issues of life. And the modern message of the minor prophets is the theme that we're going through on Sunday mornings for the next few weeks. And today we're talking about neutrality is nauseating. The text we're reading from is Obadiah 11. It says, On the day that Jerusalem was destroyed, you stood aloof from your brother Jacob. On the day that strangers took his forces captive and carried off his wealth, and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, dividing the city for plunder. You too were like one of them, collaborating with the enemy. And the scripture reading which we'll work through is Obadiah 1 to 16. Let's read it together. It talks about Edom being humbled. The vision of Obadiah. Thus says the Lord God concerning Edom. We have heard a report from the Lord. And an ambassador has been sent among the nations, saying, Arise, and let us rise up against Edom for battle, with the Lord as commander. Behold, Edom, I shall humiliate you and make you small among the nations. You are greatly despised. Verse 3. The pride and arrogance of your heart have deceived you. You who live in the clefts and lofty security of the rock, whose dwelling place is high, who say boastfully in your heart, who will bring me down to earth? Verse 4. Though you build your nest on high like the eagle, though you set your nest among the stars, I will bring you down from there, says the Lord. If thieves came to you, if robbers by night, how you will be ruined. Would they not steal only until they had enough? If grape gatherers came to you, would they not leave some grapes for gleaning? How Esau, Edom, shall be ransacked by men who come to ravage with divine approval. How his hidden treasures shall be searched out. All the men allied with you shall send you on your way to the border. The men who are at peace with you shall deceive you and overpower you. Those who eat your bread, those who you trust, shall set a hostile ambush for you. There is no understanding of it. Will I not re on that day, says the Lord, destroy the wise men from Edom, removing all wisdom and understanding from the mountain of Esau? Verse 9. And your mighty men shall be dismayed and demoralized, O Timon, so that everyone from the mountain of Esau may be cut off in the slaughter. And then Edom is denounced. It goes on in verse 10 and says, Because of the violence you did against your brother Jacob, shame shall cover you completely. 
and you shall be cut off forever. On the day that Jerusalem was destroyed, you stood aloof from the bro- your brother Jacob. This is today's verse. On the day that strangers took his forces captive and carried off his wealth, and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, dividing the city for plunder, you too were like one of them, collaborating with the enemy. Verse 12, do not gaze and gloat in triumph over your brother's day, the day when his misfortune came. Do not rejoice over the sons of Judah in the day of their destruction. Do not speak arrogantly, jeering and maliciously mocking in the day of their distress. Do not enter the gate of my people in the day of their disaster. Yes, you do not look with delight on their misery in the day of their ruin. And do not loot treasures in the day of their ruin. Do not un- do not stand at the crossroad to cut down those of Judah who escaped. And do not hand over to the enemy those of Judah who survive in the day of their distress. And then we talk about the day of the Lord and the future. It starts in verse 15, says, For the judgment day of the Lord draws near on all the nations, as you have done. It shall be done to you in retribution. Your evil dealings will return on your own head. Verse 16, Because just as you, Edom, drank of my holy mountain, desecrating it in the revelry of the destroyers, so shall all the nations drink continually one by one of my wrath. Yes, they shall drink and swallow the full measure of punishment and become as though they had never existed. That's a powerful piece of scripture. Let's pray before we go any further. Father, we are grateful that you always hear our cry when we are troubled. You never turn your back on us, no matter how deep our need is. You renew our strength as we depend on you, Lord. Because of our resources in Christ, we can meet any situation with victory. As we bring our gifts to you this morning, may we remember that all you have done for us is in Jesus Christ. The Lord has given us a new song. You, Lord, have given us a new song. May we sing it well and may we give our gifts to allow others to share in a transformed life. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So a lot of people don't know what to do with the book of Obadiah. And even more, I would expect, haven't read it at all. Some people consider it the the book and the 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 whole book of Obadiah, in fact, to be an indignant speech. But this would be a very unfair appraisal. Obadiah was filled with righteous indignation. The Edomites had failed to help the Israelites when the city of Jerusalem was taken by a foreign power. He had a reason to be indignant. More than that. Edom probably gloated, since the prophet said in verse 12, Do not gaze and gloat in triumph over your brother's day, the day when his misfortune came. Do you know people like that? Bad blood had existed between Edom, who were the descendants of Esau, and Israel, who were the descendants of Jacob, for many centuries. Several times their armies had marched from one country to the other. This time, however... The Edomites merely looked on as another army assaulted the Israelites. And it was a righteous indignation. Of course, we know that it is wrong to hate. 
Never is there any justification for showing any spirit towards someone except that of love. Yet we are justified in properly evaluating people's attitude toward God's moral law and making some value judgments on that. And Obadiah was God's prophet. He saw the proud Edomites, who were safely nestled in the mountains where no enemy could reach them, make no attempt at all to help when the Israelites were attacked. And perhaps they rationalized their decision by saying, we haven't hurt anyone. We simply didn't want to get involved. Obadiah felt strongly about their neutrality. We could look the same at lukewarm Christians. But evil will be punished. The Edomites were a race of bandits who lived among the rocky crags and natural fortresses near the Dead Sea. They would swoop down on traders as they passed. They'd rob them and retreat to the security provided by where they lived. They were constantly waiting for someone to pass by, even straggling Israelites. And striking like an eagle strikes at its prey, they would rush them in a murderous hate. So who are the Edomites of our day? Are they not the ones nestled in secure positions who privately engage in crooked politics, gambling rings, illegal drugs, human trafficking, prostitution and other crimes that just destroy society? How arrogant are they? They firmly hold the destiny of many people and they grip a city, a state or even a country tightly in their clutches. The forces of decency seem powerless against them. God, however, has a word for people like this spoken through Obadiah. It's Obadiah 4. Let's read it together. Though you build your nests on a high like the eagle, though you set your nest among the stars, I will bring you down from there, says the Lord. The source of this is pride. Edom's dwelling seemed impregnable. This fostered pride and arrogant self-confidence. They thought they were untouchable. Those who think they cannot be touched by the limitations of humanity often do terrible things. Proud people are presumptuous people. They say, who shall bring me down to the ground? Obadiah 3 says, The pride and arrogance of your heart have deceived you. You who live in the clefts of and lofty security of the rock, whose dwelling place is high, who say boastfully in your heart, who will bring me down to earth? But God said that he will destroy the wise men out of Edom in verse 8. No one can shake a fist in God's face and ignore the basic laws of humanity. God is present in human affairs. Everyone, doesn't matter who you are, is answerable to his law. He sees every violation of both law and duty. Some may think that they can actively pursue wickedness or look on indifferently when others' rights are violated, but God, in his time, will rectify matters. Obadiah said in Obadiah 15, where it talks about the day of the Lord and the future, For the judgment day of the Lord draws near on all nations. As you have done, it shall be done to you in retribution. Your evil dealings will return on your own head. Folks, the kingdom is coming. Although God seems to delay his work, 
In his good time, he will make his people victorious. The enemy may actively oppose God's people or even hurt them simply by failing to come when they need him or when they need help. Either position is despicable in God's sight and both will be punished. Actually, the neutral person is never completely neutral. A close study of verses 10 through to 14 shows that the Edomites were more than neutral. They antagonized, they irritated, and they even worked against Israel. It is that way every time. But God always has the last word. The prophet said in Obadiah 17, But on Mount Zion, in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance for those who escape, and it shall be holy. No pagan will defile it. And the house of Jacob shall possess their former possessions. Of course, the greatest fulfillment of that verse is the deliverance from sin that was made possible by Jesus' death on the cross. And God's people always win the victory. We should trust him and remain faithful in him. As we finish up today, does anyone mistreat you? Are you suffering because of your loyalty to God? If so, wait. And you will see God's deliverance in his time. When you become depressed, read his word. Underline the passages that emphasize the truth of God's faithfulness to his people. Never despair. Those who actively oppose you or stay neutral when they could help will not win the victory. God will win it. And you will also win it if you are on his side and seeking to do his will. Let me encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time. Because God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and listening to someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, I will guarantee your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And He can make you whole, spirit, soul and body, and He wants to. You're important to God, you know that already. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about, and whatever you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings. <laughs>